I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to Our Beautiful Messy Lives, where we'll dive into topics about joy, happiness, and finding beauty in every single day, even when life feels messy, overwhelming, or scary. I know that it is not always easy, but I hope that this offers a little bit of light into your day. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. Um, Today, one of my really close friends, Jewel, is joining me. Say hi. Hola. And we're going to talk some about how we met and then get into the conversation today that we're just kind of winging, but it'll be great. So thanks for joining us. So Jewel and I met five? No, more than that. More than that, because we were both at Richland. Yeah. Like over seven years. That's crazy. Oh my God. That's crazy. When were we at Richland? Like 2012? No. Yeah. No, I was there in 2013. Okay, 2013. Yeah, I guess that's not that much later than 2012. Okay, so I can't do math. What is that, like seven, seven eight years? I can't do simple math. I can't do it either. Yeah, seven. Seven, seven years. Yeah. Okay, so we met seven years ago at Richland Collegiate or Richland College. Yeah. In, in sociology. What class was it? I forgot what it was called. It was a sociology class. It was race and ethnicity, I think yes. was the title with Dr. Coder. Yes. Is she still teaching? Oh, she's not a doctor, but yeah. Really? She does. I've been calling her a doctor like No, so she just has her masters. Oh my god, that's so presumptuous of me, my bad. <laughs> No, it's not, but I just, it's funny that I've always considered her a doctor. She's an expert. Cause, so yeah, because she does know, like, a lot. Yeah. But no, she, she, I, I, I give her a PhD honorarily. I know. I used to do it, too, because she knows, like, so much, but. Is she still teaching? As far as I know. Yeah. Because I taught there, too. I had yeah my class with her, but, yeah, we met in that race and ethnicity class, and we had that one project. Did we just do the folder things together? I think like we just did the folder thing. Yeah, and we just started together. talking, and you were so intrigued by, like, everything. And... Yeah, and you were actually willing to talk. Because <laughs> there was one girl who, like, hated me, and then there was some other... There was one guy who I found annoying. It was such a like, interesting mix of people. Yeah, because this was all very new to you. Oh, yeah. And you were just so intrigued. And like, Yeah, that was when I started my journey of, like, understanding yeah. power and privilege. Before, I was, like, super not... Yeah, and I just saw you, and I was like, I just love that she's asking questions and just wanting to know more, but not being like, I'm better because I'm white or whatever. Like, I don't know, you were so different. I felt like I was shitty because I was white. I was like, (laughs) fuck this. Ooh, I've never come to my podcast before. Yikes. Sorry, mom. Um, But I've never, I'd never, yeah, no, it was more just like, oh, frick. Like, I didn't even know. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, my family, yeah. You did have your white guilt, and I was like, it's not your fault. Oh, like- yeah, I definitely <laughs> still do. I mean, it's it's just hard because, like, you don't, I mean, I don't know, and I will never fully know what it's like to not right. be white middle class, you know? Mm-hmm. I can do a lot and learn a lot and, like, listen, but I don't know. It's hard. But, yeah, that's when we met. I like, and I always like just, like, your willingness to converse with me and, like, watch those hard movies. Did we watch Crash together or no? I don't think, did we? I don't think we did. I think I watched I, that. We watched else. something else. I remember we watched like Omnistad or something and oh. we were like, whoa, this oh. is intense. 
Yeah, I remember <laughs> I, Crash made me bawl my eyes out. It's such a good movie, though. Such a good movie. But, so if you're listening to this, you should go watch Crash. Because it's, when did that come out? I mean, it's from the... That movie came out a while ago. Yeah. Maybe, like, early 2000s. Well, it should make a comeback. Because it's so good. And it deals with so many of the issues that we're still dealing with today. Yeah. I play, It came out in 2004. Okay. That's not... I mean, that's old now, but it's not that old. Right. Anyway. Yeah. And then you got a master's in sociology. I did. I do. So Yeah, you're a master. I got my associates from Richland, transferred to UTD, got my bachelor's in sociology, and then um, got my master's in applied sociology. So yes, I'm a master's. I have my master's. I love it. I'm very proud of that. First in my family. Hey. It's very like... <laughs> rewarding and just something that I'm so proud of because it's like being an Afro-Latina woman like I'm the first of my family to do that and finish school and it's just great it's a great feeling because I don't know being told like growing up that you're not smart enough and then you finally like prove them wrong you know and you're like wow okay I guess I am smart like I have a whole master's degree yeah no that's badass being able to like share and teach my passions with you know future generations was great but I need to get my PhD so I can become an official doctor and (laughs) teach at universities but is that your dream job I actually don't know what you like if you could be anything right now or do anything right now it doesn't have to be sociology related either it can be anything what would it be it would be that like in an ideal world I do want to get my PhD and I do miss teaching so much. It was like the best job. It didn't even feel like a job. Like even when I was a TA while I was getting my master's and they let me teach, I loved being a TA. Like I loved reading the students' papers. I loved helping them with their papers. I I just loved being around them because I always love and like and genuinely enjoy to hear what people have to say. Even if it's like, different from my own perspective or my own opinion I genuinely like it because I think that's how you learn you learn the most from talking to other people and having conversations I know and so it's like I love that I love teaching and the fact that I was young enough to relate to the students made it even better because sociology is great to us but to other people they're like what the hell is this yeah. boring <laughs> so it's like I could give yeah. examples that were you know, fun and relatable to the students. So why I miss it. Why don't you get your PhD? Because money. <laughs> don't, I think PhD programs would pay you to do it. Uh, I just got to find it. And also I'm just like the research part. That's fair. That's I'm fair. just I'm like, going to start looking for you. I'll be like, oh here, my, here, here. Fine. If you look for me and you find me, <laughs> I guess I have to do it. Because I do like, it was funny when I was in school, I was like, oh, I can't wait to be done with this. Like, Oh, I know. But now that I'm out of it I'm like oh I miss learning I miss like being around like-minded people because I just realized in general (laughs) I'm pretty intelligent I'm pretty we're you know we're smart and so I just miss having like intellectual conversations with people like I didn't I guess I didn't think about that as much but now that I'm like in the you know quote-unquote real world now and I'm not teaching anymore I'm like oh my god I miss this I miss teaching and just talking to people about these things so yeah in a perfect world I would 
become Dr. Love and be a badass sociology professor. Okay, in this world, you're going to do it. <laughs> now, now I'm going to make it. Now but I'm, I'm going to try to make it happen. I'm just like, oh, I'm man, I'm so nervous about research. And, you know, when I was doing my master's, I was, like, so stressful. Oh, so not research for the school, but actual research for your PhD. Like, yeah. Like, oh, okay, 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 okay. That makes more sense, and I agree with you. It's, like, so stressful. Like, that is probably, like, the worst thing. Yeah, it's, that's like, so true, because you really do have to, like, buckle on to something. You feel accomplished after you did it, but you're just like, okay cool so now nah, I think I'm gonna die <laughs> yeah that's true what would you want to research I mean do you know what you're interested so, in well you know me my research is always tied to like racial microaggressions so yeah. I did research on racial microaggressions and how they affect students of color in higher institutions I did racial microaggressions and how it affects women in in the um what's it called in like corporate and how you know crossing the color line you know when you're dating outside of your race and dealing with those type of racial microaggressions so I really just stuck with racial microaggressions and just chose different things where I was like I mean it's a broad yeah it's a broad topic and you can look at it from so many different angles so I'd probably do something about racial microaggressions for sure like in general my research always focused on racial microaggressions and like women's issues yeah do you mind explaining as generally as you can what a microaggression is for those that don't know (laughs) okay so generally speaking racial microaggressions or microaggression in general is it's basically subtle covert racism so it's something that you can't see but you can feel it so you can think of it as like that annoying mosquito or you can hear it but you can't see it and you keep getting bit but you're like where's the mosquito yeah like so looks so it's like the looks the you're pretty for a black girl or Mm -hmm. wow you talk so articulate or, wow, you're not like the rest of them. Or, so, do you, black guys really have blah, blah, blah. Or, mm-hmm. it's just when someone says something that's, like, so racist. But it's, like, not, you know, I hate the N-word or whatever. Right, <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a covert thing where it's, like, right. you want to say something, but you can't. And it's, like, this, I talked about that in my research, too. Like, co- racial microaggressions are so difficult because it's almost like a catch-22 if you say something or don't say something because on one hand if you say something then you're automatically presumed as the angry black girl right but on the other hand if you don't say anything at all (laughs) then it goes against your character and yourself and now you're internalizing all of these things so it's like what do I do? Do I say something and get automatically characterized and stereotyped as angry black girl? Or do I say nothing and just let it eat me up internally? Right. So and it's like What's interesting is I think so often too, and luckily, I mean, not luckily because the violence that we're seeing right now is not Awful. okay. But <laughs> the good thing that I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of my white friends sharing resources around these things and I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that people are actually like going to those sources and looking at them to try to educate because I think sometimes again I think part of the difficulty with microaggressions is they're not always intentional either they're just like people that are ignorant or have never been 
challenged who are mm-hmm. saying something that they think is right normal, okay. right quote unquote normal or okay when really it is undercutting right people of color and so that's a hard line too because people don't even realize if they've never been taught they don't even realize they're doing anything right and so that's also part of the struggle of like how do you educate people on that um yeah I mean I would agree with that like to an extent because you know sometimes people do just say stuff and you're like whoa I can't believe you just said that right but then other times it's like you're like can you you can't even be mad at him or her because it's like they grew up SMU area like that's normal to them that's (laughs) their reality and it's like I can't get mad that you were born white. It's not like you chose. It's not like you were like, hey, God, can you make me a white woman? Right, and I was right. like, hey, God, can you make me a black and Mexican woman? Like, we have no choice. Like, or we have no, it just is what it is. That's just what we're born into. So right. I would agree with that. But then sometimes you are like, I know you said that just because you saw something. Right. And neither one's know. okay. And that's part of, right. you know, it's like, it doesn't justify if you don't know. But it's tricky because the intent isn't to be a jerk or an asshole but you're still sometimes. being a jerk or an asshole right yeah and sometimes the intent is but like sometimes it isn't and like that's part of the problem so I don't know I always I struggle with that a lot because I want to be I personally want to help people learn and like grow from that because I've been there right like I mean before Richland like I lived in a very whitewashed world and I didn't know it until mm-hmm. I learned it and then I was like oh crap like the world that I lived in is a bubble that is not true of majority of people. Right. Because I am protected by the color of my skin and the money that my parents were, you know, able to make, which I'm thankful for, but does put me in a weird position of ignorance unless I choose to look at it. Right. Not, I don't know. So I struggle with that because I care. It's, um, it's hard. And we live in such a, like polarized society where people can't have these kinds of conversations without somebody getting mad right or you feeling like you're labeled as the angry black woman and I'm labeled as the saver you know the savior who thinks that I've am like not racist right which right. like obviously I'd like to say yeah I'm not racist but like I have my own prejudices and like I right. have my own shit that I still need to work through right I mean we all do we definitely all have our own prejudices for sure yeah I mean I argue all the time because people say well, that's racist, or that's this. And I've had this conversation so many times that I'm like, <laughs> people of color cannot be racist because they have no systematic power. Right. In order for someone to be racist, you need to have systematic power. People of color, specifically black people, do not have right. any type of systematic power whatsoever. Right. Like, <laughs> cue what's going on right now. Right. Now, can we prejudice? Absolutely. We can definitely say some super prejudiced things, and you're like, dang. But it's like... Right, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't have the power to right. inflict or enforce that upon someone else. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's just yeah. like... I don't know. Dealing with racism and all of that is difficult because it's frustrating. It's, you know, being yeah. a person of color where you're like, okay, this is continuing to happen to me over and over again. But also I'm so exhausted from continuing continuously telling people that I matter that I'm worth it it's like I am exhausted why do I have to prove myself that I'm a human being why do I have to prove myself that I belong here right I just want to exist yeah like yeah exactly what I have to prove myself that I want to exist so it's 
it's very, it's frustrating because you're like, okay. Well, so this kind of goes into the other thing because, so, side note, I'm trying to convince Jewel to start a podcast. (laughs) Um, But you had said you're normally, you know, you would obviously talk about social issues because you care about it, obviously. But you would also want to talk about mental health and just believing in yourself. So this kind of fits, like, how do you, how do you shift from feeling overwhelmed or angry with the system into living a life that feels aligned with who you really are in a way that you want? Like, do you have tools or ideas about that? Or like, I don't know, you can answer that however you want. I don't know if that's a good question. I mean, what I personally do is I just have to take a step back. And some people may be mad or frustrated with that, especially because like I told you earlier, like college jewel was like, let's go protest, let's go to the <laughs> let's this, let's get this sign. Like, I was so active. I was, yeah, like, no, I remember. on the front lines. And now I'm just, like, ooh, I need to take a step back because this is too much for my mental health right now. And so, what? I, but that doesn't mean that I don't care. So, you know, what I yeah, do daily is I do my yoga and I meditate and I journal. And I just really focus on me because... If I try to focus too much on everything else, it will overwhelm me and it will stress me out or it'll make me angry. And I don't want to feel angry or mad because it's just going to ruin my inner peace. So I like to just, again, take a step back and I sage a lot. So every day, I always tell people to have like a morning routine or just a routine in general. So, you know, wake up. I go straight to my journal and I write my gratitude. So I'm grateful for another day of life. I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for girl time. I'm grateful for whatever you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then I do my releases. So I release the ego. I release pain. I release suffering. I release anxiety. Whatever I feel I need to release, I write it down. Then I do my affirmations like I'm enough. I am beautiful, I'm resilient, I'm strong, I'm safe, I'm whatever. Yeah. So do stuff like that just because it'll set a tone for the day. So instead of checking my phone, I do that so I have a positive tone and mentality for the day. Yeah. And then I'll go to my yoga and I'll meditate. So usually when I step onto the mat, I try to be completely present with that moment. So I'll try to have some type of like affirmation I bring to the mat so some days I'm just like okay I surrender that's just like my affirmation that I tell myself yeah or today I choose love or today I choose grace something like that to just keep me present and grounded in that moment and I feel like having those things those tools just helps you let's just take a breath because it's very it it is it it can get very overwhelming where it's like okay just think about it's already bad in general if you in my opinion if you just first thing in the morning wake up go to your phone check social media like yeah you're already like in my opinion just starting the day off wrong yeah no it kills your whole buzz yeah yeah yeah. because it's so we've all done it before like oh yeah i'm just scrolling and then like 30 45 minutes later you're like oh my god i just spent almost an hour doing nothing yeah and i'm now angry at the world exactly yeah. now you're angry yeah. so just imagine if you start yeah. your day off in a more positive and like 
you know, helpful way, more grounding, and that's what I like. So, how long does that normally take you, or do you just sort of let it take its own speed? Um, at least it depends on what how much time I give myself, but at least if it's quick, it can range from 15 minutes to you know to 45, okay. depending on how long I do my yoga flow for. But I'm at least doing. I'm going to say it's about 45 minutes to an hour because I like to journal. Like I always advocate for like journaling and just going to counseling and like mental health. Like (laughs) my people, people of color in general, we love to just say like, just pray about it. Just this. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I do think prayer is good. You know, Mm -hmm. thank you God for everything. However, like, you need to talk to a specialist and mm-hmm. someone like professional about your issues like we all have trauma whether you're black white latino whatever like everyone has suffered some type of trauma in yeah. their life and if you don't work through your trauma then you're just going around and projecting your trauma onto others. other people yeah so it's like yeah. it's okay to say i think i need help yeah and just caveat for anybody that's listening but uh like, I think there's also a stigma that therapy is expensive, but there's some yeah. really cheap options. And a lot of schools, like, I know that SMU in Dallas and probably UTD or other places that have counseling programs have student students who will do it for cheap. And, like, yeah, they're in training, but they're still right. educated and know what they're doing. It can help you just process and talk. And anyway, so there's always exactly. cheap options. And a lot of people will take insurance, too, but mm-hmm. exactly. it's no, accessible. I agree. It is cheaper and a lot of therapists use a sliding scale as well yeah. so they, they will work with you if you really need help yeah but that's yeah so I would say you know yeah probably 15 minutes to 45 minutes I would say that's good probably like 15 minutes for everything because yeah. I I love to meditate as well that's usually how I end it um and usually that's a five to ten minute meditation. So. And what does that look like for you? Sitting in so for, quietness? Yeah, sometimes I will lay down depending on how I feel. But a majority of the time I have my little like bolster, my pillow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cross my legs. And it can really be open palm or, you know, thumb to index finger or, you know, hands in your lap. Whatever you feel comfortable with. But usually my palms are just open so I can receive the energy from the universe. And, yeah release whatever I don't want anymore and that's what I do I just sit up straight and I'll listen to like a chakra tune meditation I believe I posted it actually on Facebook because sometimes you just need to get realigned and yeah you know or I'll listen to I just listen to some type of gratitude or just positive meditation in general whatever I'm feeling like if I'm feeling sad or if I feel like I'm holding on to something or if I feel anxiety filled, I'll look for a meditation to help me release that. And where do you look? Just like online? On I just or? YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Yoga with Adrian is my best friend. Yeah. I love her. She's amazing. I know. And yeah. she has an app. It's only $10 a month. But I, because, you know, this whole mental health like journey that I've been on actually started when I was in grad school because I used to be one of those people who would like forever suppress my feelings like I'm fine I'm okay and I think a lot of women in general do this like we're fine we're okay we have to you know maintain face yeah take care of the family take care of your husband take care of the bills take take care of everything yeah so we have to you know again save that face right 
So I was really good at just suppressing everything. And um, my body was like, hold on. (laughs) Actually, girl stuff. Yeah, my body told me, like, you are not okay. Because it was my first semester in grad school. No, my first year of grad school last semester. I got shingles. I don't think I knew this. <laughs> yes, I got shingles Oof. because I was so stressed out. Like, I had Oof. been let go from my, I had lost my job. Um, and I was taking like four classes and typical boy drama issue. Like, all these things <laughs> all just like yeah. piling on. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, and that was the first time I took stats, which was so hard and oh. so difficult. Yeah, no, sociology stats. It or, like, was, social scientist yes, Yeah, I was Oof. like, please, just I can't make it. And I, I just kept telling myself, like, it's okay, just be positive. Just People always say that, just be positive. Just this is that, like, okay, yeah. well, sometimes I don't feel positive. Right yeah, now. and that's the whole thing is, like, to be positive, you have to feel bad. Like, sometimes you have exactly. to, like, work through the you hard stuff. You have to feel your feelings. Yeah. And that's what we do. And even then, I'm still teaching myself, like, it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to feel this. You have to go through that to learn you have to go through that to actually be grateful like be grateful that you're feeling this bad because now you know like okay this was the lesson in that so that's when I was like I was just having like a breakdown like every day like stash just stressed me out but I was like crying all the time always like hyperventilating and I was like okay I was like the summertime I'm getting my shit together (laughs) and I'm not gonna have a repeat next semester like I'm going to be centered and grounded so that's when I began my yoga and meditation journey because I'm like, I need to get it together. And it, I just stuck with it and it really worked. And I just like that because, I don't know, just again, it makes you feel grounded and just at peace. And you're one of the most resilient people that I know who like you. genuinely does work on yourself in ways that I really admire. So Thank you. I yeah. mean, I try. I mean, I... We have so many resources, and I just, I'm one of those people where it's like, you have to work at it. You know, like, I I just, you have, if you want to be a better person, you have to do that. I think, though, I think in our culture it's so hard because, like, on, especially with social media, you're seeing the end product of a lot of people. So you see them, and you're like, oh, they're so great. Like, it happened overnight, you know? Right. But a lot of times you don't see what's happening behind the scenes and, like, the shit that they've walked through or the things that they've done that takes time. Right, exactly. Things that they've done. Or even then it's, like, what you see on social media is fake. Like, it's not real, in my opinion, you know? like Right. And that's why, like, took a step back I mean I just came back to social media but I know I was you disappeared gone. for a I year or two <laughs> went off the grid and I was off of social media for like almost three years because it was yeah. very toxic to me it's very like oh look at me look at what I'm doing my life is so great I do yoga I'm a vegan I'm this I'm not but Are it's you just vegan? like oh god no oh, okay. <laughs> sorry I still like my meat. No, no 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 yeah you said that and I was like are you okay yeah. I didn't think so shout out to the vegans though one day one day I know right um, we all want to be you no but, but I'm just that's how it is it's mm-hmm. like oh I meditate I'm so zen chakras it's like all these like buzzwords but it's like they're not really putting in the work right and to me no one's gonna help you no matter male female black white whatever like yeah you have to want to help yourself if you want to change if you want to be better if you want to grow if you want true growth and inner peace you have to put in that work. Yeah. And 
I believe that if you do that, then the right people will show up. Exactly. It'll be on your team. And so it'll feel like you have the support. Exactly. But not because you're being rescued, but because you're showing up fully. Right. And yeah. you're just accepting like, you know what? This is me. This is what I don't like about me. Or this is what I do like about me. And guess what? I like both, but I understand I want to change. Yeah. And it's also just about being graceful and kind to yourself. Because a lot of people, we're very hard on ourselves. But we wouldn't, the same inner critic we have would not be the same critic I give to you. Right. Well, me being me, I always have something to say. So maybe... (laughs) But you know what I mean. Right. I would never be like, what is wrong with you, Emily? Yeah, you're so coded nicely, yeah. even if you're giving me a critique. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would exactly code it nicely. So it's like, that's that's another thing that has helped me just recently is like being graceful with myself, practicing self-compassion, being like, okay, I'm noticing I'm feeling a little sad right now. That's okay. Just feel it. Just feel your emotions and your feelings and then release it. You know, like one of my good friends, my old coworker, Zabby, she made me this playlist and it was just like, how did I forget about music therapy? Like, (laughs) I love music, but I just like totally forgot about that. And it's just like, again, little things, you know, once you put in the work and make yourself open and available, then things just start to fall in line. Yeah. And you know, every day is not going to be perfect, but... I think as long as you show up, like you said, I know, and be present, the theme, yeah. you know, that's, it'll work, you know? But again, yeah. I think the main underlying thing is just being graceful with yourself. If you don't do yoga every day, okay, that's fine. But like, for instance, I didn't do my yoga yesterday. No, no, no. I didn't journal yesterday, but I meditated and I did my yoga. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's okay. At least yeah. I did something, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's, instead of just being like, why didn't I do my yoga or why didn't I journal? It's like, no, just yeah. chill, just relax, be graceful with yourself. Like, yeah, and tomorrow, pick it back up. Yeah, like, it's just you wouldn't, like, you know, berate your child for, like, why didn't you? Well, some parents may, but, right. you know, you would be kind and compassionate to right. your child or to that child. So that's also what it is, is just nurturing your inner child. and yeah honestly like even though this whole coronavirus did shut things down honestly this is the perfect time to nurture your inner child like yeah i've heard a lot of people talking about like truly grateful for it because this has just been such a time for growth for me like really being graceful and kind to myself and nurturing baby joel as well as nurturing adult joel because it's like a lot of our core wounds and trauma has to deal with baby Emily and baby Jewel, you know, oh, yeah. no. not adult Jewel and adult Emily. But so the adults like, are busy and distracted and don't ever take time to nurture that. Right. And so them. this is the perfect time to just be like, okay, baby Jewel, I see you. I hear you. I'm here. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're safe. So I, can, I recommended this book to you earlier and I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but, um, it's, I think it's like on all of the book lists right now, but mm-hmm. untamed by Glennon Doyle. And she talks, she talks about, she calls it the ache, but that feeling of like underlying pain and fear of death or fear that things will end or like, you know, anger or hurt or just that, that feeling of just being human that like hurts. Mm -hmm. And that so often we run from that rather than leaning into it and growing and like knowing that we can get through things. Right. And like 
in pain, there's also freedom. Exactly. And, um, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. It's like, as women, and especially, like, being a black woman or Afro-Latino woman, but especially, like, black women, we always have to be, like, strong. And we have to take care of everything. And I feel like we hold everyone's burden, but then we, like, forget about ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, women are constantly just being like, I have to be this, I have to be that, but I'm just going to let it go or I'm not going to feel it. But the thing is, is you have to feel whatever you're feeling. Yeah. Because then you're not really allowing yourself to go through that cycle. Like, you're angry right now. That's okay. Right. Like, it's okay to right. be angry. It's but so okay. often we're told we're not. Right. Because in this book, I, th- I was telling you the, the same story I told you earlier, but there was a woman who was friends, I guess, with Glennon Doyle, who was like, when they were younger, loved doing art and did mm-hmm. art all the time and like kind of dreamed of being this artist. But then she got married and had kids and like kind of got caught up with life and so she stopped painting. But then she started painting again or decided she was going to go to art school. And, like, lit up. Like, you could just tell that's what she wanted to do. But when Glennon um, followed up with her, like, a few months later, she was like, no, that was really selfish of me to want. You know, the family needs blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't care about your family or put in the, right. you know, put in the work to take care of your loved ones. But you shouldn't have to sacrifice yourself for that. Exactly. And, like, lose that part of you that... And I feel like, as want. women, we do that often. Yeah, without we have to. We have to take care of... Our kids, we have to take care of our man, we have to take care of the house, we have to cook, we have to clean, we have to do everything. And then when we finally just take a sit, like a a time out, we're like, wait, but did I take care of myself? Right. You know, it's like you're exhausted. Or you sit and you're like, I'm selfish for even resting. Exactly. You're like, like, I should be doing this, I should be at home. And it's like, no, you're a human yourself. You have your own identity outside of your husband, outside of your kids, outside of your boyfriend, outside of your family. And I feel like a lot of times we just look to our family for like this validation, look to our family for, well, what do you think I should do? Or did it like, their opinions, so do I. Like my sister knows that. And it's like, but sometimes it's annoying because it's like, even though I'll ask you, I, at the end of the day, I know what I want to do. Right. But then you'll feel guilty. Like, if I do this, then that means I'm not taking care of my mom or I'm selfish or I'm this or right. whatever. But it's like, you're not selfish. You're your own human being. Right. Like, but that's the hardest lesson. I mean, it's what I'm working through right now. I mean, right. I was telling you earlier, like, the person that I'm sort of seeing right now, mm-hmm. it's complicated because I have a lot of shame around the cultural aspects of it because he's older than most people would be comfortable with Mm -hmm. and just outside of quote-unquote the norm of who I should be dating right and who I should be dating is what I've been told by culture and my friends and society and like trying to sift through what is mine and what I actually want and what Mm -hmm. society's telling me I want is hard it is it's hard and it's frustrating because when you want to just feel and do something for yourself we're told no right it's bad because you of, need to put your family first. You need to put your kids first. You need to put your husband first. Or even for me, it's like put your image first, right? Like yes. to be a successful woman, you have to like look a certain way and be do certain mm-hmm. things. And certain things are just scandalous or look bad, right. quote unquote, whatever that means. I mean, you know what that means, but it means different things for different people. Right. It's sort of a weird line in the sand that 
Yeah. And it's hard. It is because you're like, I just want to be me. But then yeah. when you're just you, that can also backfire too. And it's like, I'm just being me. I'm just speaking up and vocalizing what I have to say. I'm just being, you know, headstrong or speaking up and, you know, saying what I have to say. But then now it's like, okay, she's an angry black girl or she's too much or she's competitive. So it's like, dang, what can I be? I know. Or for you, if you're like, no, I just want to save the world and I want to do this. And now it's like, oh God, Emily, the tree hugger. Yeah, no, too optimistic. You're young. You'll be broken or, you know, you're changing so much. So you can't trust yourself right now. And you're like, okay, but I'm always going to be changing. So can I never trust myself? Like, no, always trust yourself. It's kind of like that last post that I put on social media where it was like, if you feel depressed out of nowhere, like check your surroundings. If you like, what? Can you say that again? If you feel depressed out oh. of nowhere, because, you know, that's such a, like, oh, I'm so depressed or I'm this. Right. If you just feel like you're depressed out of nowhere, but, like, nothing bad per se is happening in your life. Yeah. Like, genuinely check your surroundings. Check who you're with. Check who's in your environment. Because so often your nervous system will tell you something's wrong just like when I told you like how I started my yoga and meditation journal my nervous system my body said ma'am you are not okay here are shingles like go sit down and take care of yourself so even though I thought I was okay mentally and physically my nervous system was like no ma'am shingles you're not okay yeah 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 yeah. so it's like you need to trust your intuition and trust you know your feelings and emotions because they're there for a reason I'm going to read one of the sections from this book. So everyone should go get untamed. But so there's a whole section on this about that feeling of like where we bury ourselves. Mm -hmm. So this is Glennon Doyle's words, but it went like this. I began building the kind of life a woman is supposed to build. I became a good wife, mother, daughter, Christian, citizen, writer, woman. But while I made school lunches, wrote memoirs, rushed through airports, made small talk with neighbors, carried on with my outer life, I felt an electric restlessness buzzing inside of me. It was like constant thunder rolling right there beneath my skin. A thunder made of joy and pain and rage and longing and love too deep, scalding and tender for this world. It felt like hot water simmering, always threatening to boil. I was afraid of what was inside of me. It felt powerful enough to destroy every bit of the lovely life that I'd built. Like how I never felt safe on a balcony. Because what if I jump? It's okay, I told myself. I'll keep myself and my people safe by keeping my insides hidden. I was amazed at how easy this was. I was filled with electric thunder, simmering water, fiery red and gold. But all I had to do was smile and nod and the world would take me for easy breezy blue. Sometimes I wondered if I wasn't the only one using her skin to contain herself. Maybe we are all fire, wrapped in skin, trying to look cool. And she goes on from there, but I love that because I do, I feel that like there's this energy inside that like wants to come out, but because of all my social conditioning, it's like, I don't even know how to release it without disrupting a lot around me or making people upset or angry or defying my family who I care deeply about and don't want to like go against. But a lot of times who I am doesn't always line up with who they are mm-hmm. yeah or who they imagine the world is like it's not even that they're actively saying don't be this but rather it's just something that they don't know but that's the thing about growth that's so beautiful because when you truly are growing and you're truly accepting yourself for who you are it's gonna upset a lot of people 
Yeah, and the people who only know old Emily, they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? You're changing. <laughs> but the yeah. people who really see you for who you are, who hear you, who recognize you, they're like, oh, okay, this is growth for you. You're going through your growth stage. And we're yeah. always continuously growing. But yeah. it's going to, you know, ruffle some feathers. But at the end of the day, you're all you got. Like, right. It's you. No one is living your life. I'm not living your life. You're not living my life. Right. Emily is living her life. And Jewel's living hers. Right. Yeah. So you have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure that you are good mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Like you have to literally nurture your inner child constantly and nurture your adult yeah. self. Like your parents or, you know, some of your friends may not be accepting of it or understand it but the ones who matter they will be like okay I respect this yeah I'm along for the ride with you yeah like one of my really good friends he has been there for me for probably about as long as I've known you like really over seven years and he has seen every stage of Jewel (laughs) he saw like you know post breakup Jewel he saw my like wild angel (laughs) he has like seen everything and you know he has genuinely accepted me in every single one of those cycles that I've been in so it's like people who are again really there for you and love you and will accept you no matter what they will want you to grow and want you to be yourself yeah because you just have to be you have to Again, be graceful with yourself, be kind to yourself, but also be patient with yourself. You know, release that anger, release the anxiety, release worry, release doubt. It's it's about you. And it's not selfish to say that because a lot of people be like, that's selfish. It's like, no, 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 it's not selfish to choose me first. It's not selfish to put myself first because, again, at the end of the day, no one is living our lives for us. It's just you and I. You, It's just me. Right. I (laughs) know. The selfish narrative, honestly, is one that is like, so maddening because it's like it doesn't have to be selfish I call it's, it self-full because yeah honestly <laughs> I have to be here for myself you know yeah. obviously I love my friends and I love my family right but... and it doesn't mean that you're being an asshole it doesn't mean right. like I don't care about anybody else it's just saying I put myself first and I trust myself enough right. and I love myself enough to to be honest and show up fully as myself exactly. to then meet you like yeah, and that's actually more grace-filled and self-full than right. selfless. Yeah. You, it's like you have to take selfish. care of yourself. It's like the classic, the airplane's going down. You don't put the bag, you know, the airbag over the baby first. You put it over you right. so you can take, take care, care of, of the baby. baby. Yeah. If I'm not taking care of myself and I'm just taking care of you, I cannot be my best self for you because I'm not even yeah. being my best self for me. Yeah. So it's like, it's not selfish, it's self-full. Like, no, I choose me, and yeah. it's okay to choose me. Even if you have kids, or even if you have a husband, like, yes, choose you so you can be the best that you can for your kids, for your husband, for right. whomever, for right. yourself. Like, right. That's why even in my gratitudes, I'll say, I'm grateful for me, because I am. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you have to be grateful for yourself, and right. just... They'll look your face in the mirror and say... Hi, I'm really proud of who you are today. Right. Yeah, like, I'm enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel that. Yeah. I'm open. I'm graceful. I'm patient, you know. and Yeah. But it's it can get hard, especially me, because I'm, I am not the patient, the most patient person. Because <laughs> it's like you were saying earlier, like, I'm one of those people where it's like, 
nope, I don't like this. I'm going to change it. I'm going to put in the work. But sometimes yeah. I get ahead of myself because I'm putting in all this work and I'm like, where's my results? I want it now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Why so am I still stuck here? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, <laughs> no, it's just, it's a process. And you hear that a lot. Trust the process. But it is but really true. But you got to trust the process uh-huh. because I know you don't want to feel this heartbreak right now. But guess what? In a couple weeks or even in the next day, you're not going to feel that same heartbreak. And I've heard a lot about how um, from different people who, you know, have influence, like, you're able to empathize and meet people more once you've experienced that ache or that pain. Like that is, there are lessons and nuggets in that that then help you help someone later. Exactly. Who's right in those same places. And so you can then say, Hey, I've been there. I know that. Right. And I can help you get out of that. Um, which I think is, I mean, part of what hope is right. Being able to see that you can get through something that's hard or painful or shitty or, and that's exactly what it is because it's like, I definitely consider myself to be very empathetic. I think in general, a yeah. lot of women are empathetic. That's why we're always trying to, like, fix people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, that's why I always try to be like, well, come here, darling. Like, let me love you. Like, you know, I, I did that a lot. Like, I thought I could fix a lot of people with my love, just showing them, like, unconditional love and peace and happiness. But it's like, dang, you forgot about yourself. Right, girl. right. Like, you, you have left- to... You left yourself out. It's okay to love him or love her, but dang, what about you? What about baby Jewel? What about baby Emily? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, but once you go through, like, those heartaches and those hard things, then you can, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Pass on your growth and your gems that you learn to the next person and be like, hey, it's okay. It is okay. And that's a lot of things. that. That's a lot of it is like, I just don't think a lot of people these days want to feel. And I get it because it's, oh, it's discomforting. It's sad. It hurts. But you're like, you have to feel it. You have to feel it. You need to embrace it. Because guess what? You're going to be stronger the next day. You're going to be stronger the next go around. Yeah. And I, you know, and a lot of people when they're dying, their regret is like not having said the things they wanted to say or done Mm -hmm. the things they wanted to do. Partly because they weren't allowing themselves to fully feel and lean into that. Exactly. And I don't, personally, I don't want to die with regrets. And I like to think that if I, like, died tomorrow, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, there's a lot that I haven't done. But I would want to be able to say, I'm okay with that. I mean, in the fact that, like, I feel like I've been my best, fullest self as I am today. Right. For today. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you haven't, that's okay, too. True. <laughs> True, 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 true. But I guess, yeah, but the intentionality of I'm trying to show up and be full in myself. And yeah, some days you do fall short, but I don't want to look back and be like, what have I done with my life? I've been lying or being some version of myself that I thought I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. because society told me to be rather than really authentically myself. Or, um, you know, just a life of unfelt feelings. And so then all of a sudden you're rushed with anger and fear that you never dealt with. Um, because that's really overwhelming. Where if you deal with it every day, it becomes less overwhelming. Right. Sort of. I mean, it still sucks, but it's... But the more you deal with it and face it, the less sucky it is. It's the less power then you it has just, over you. Exactly. Because then you just realize, like, okay, this is what it is. Oh, I'm still breathing. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. My heart's still beating. Like, I'm yeah. still here. So, yeah. But it's hard because, like I said, especially, you know, when you're 
let's just say you just lost someone or you broke up with someone or whatever, like, that's always hard, but right. you have to go through all of those things to just be where you are now. And even then, like, you can break up with your old self. Yeah, like that's so true. You have to release to be... old Emily, and I have to release old Jewel that's, you know, trying to hinder new growth Jewel or new growth Emily. Like, right. But again, it's just... But don't do that in any kind, way. Being kind and practicing, like, grace with yourself. You know, right. it's like... Because I have some friends... Sorry, I'm interrupting you. But I have some friends, um, when you say that, who would say, okay, that means I have to cut ties with my old self in a mean way. To be like, I have... That's a bad part of me that I have to, mm-hmm. like, cut out. Rather than saying, I want to release it out of love mm-hmm. so that I can evolve mm-hmm. into a better version. It's rather... Exactly. And those are, those are really different reactions. Because it's... You don't want to resent or hate your young self. Right. You want to love that, but to also love recognize, mm-hmm. also recognize when it's time to let go and move right. on or evolve. Or... And that's what it is. It's just like, okay, like for instance, something I learned in therapy. Like, whenever my inner critic comes, my therapist is like, mm-hmm. okay, when these, you know, your inner critic comes, you can say, okay, inner critic. Thank you for showing up today, but I'm going to go ahead and take over from here. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. still being like, okay, that inner critic jewel is like, I should have did this or I should have that. It's like, okay, thanks for coming. Thanks for showing up. Mm-hmm. But I think I got it from here. It's like that aunt or uncle that tries to tell you what to do with your life and you're like, I hear you. And right. you're like, sure. But like, no, I'm going to do me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, just, yeah. you know, being again I, I can't repeat it more but because it's true just being kind and graceful with yourself yeah. being patient like having grace with yourself I once I finally like learned truly learned that word I was like grace that's what I need with myself hmm. I'm gonna be graceful to you if you're going through something so why am I not gonna be like that with myself yeah and it's like you needed that old jewel every you were constantly growing we're after this is even this jewel will be a new jewel in like 10 20 years yeah yeah and i'm going to be grateful for this jewel now in 10 20 years but it's like you have to just even if you did have like a wild stage it's like i was a wild girl back then or whatever like okay you were wild for a reason you needed to experience that it's not you don't need to like shame yourself or be like i was dumb i was stupid just as long to me i feel like as long as you learn and you accept like okay, I realize I don't want to do that again. Or thank you for that phase, but I think uh, I got it from here. (laughs) It's just taking, it's just being grateful. Like gratitude is everything. And that also has helped me like be graceful with myself because when you have gratitude, then things just really show up in abundance. You can create your own reality, honestly, with gratitude. And it's like, even the bad situations, I'm grateful for those because it's like, okay, I needed to go through that to learn to be where I am now. Yeah. Did I want to go through all of those circumstances? No. Absolutely not. No, but, but like we didn't sign up. <laughs> yeah, being human, you don't really you sign up for a lot of uncertainty and a lot of stuff that you don't want to go through, but that's just part exactly. of the experience. Yeah. But it's like you have to just want to change and want to do better. Like I yeah. I don't know. Some people don't want to change and yeah, I can't force them. You have to want to do it on your own. Right. So 
you can't sit here and have a woe is me self-pity party if you don't put in the work put in the work like it's not going to be easy it's not yeah just yeah, like, and anybody that sells it as easy is yeah, they're just, lying. <laughs> just like you know, if you want to lose five pounds or ten pounds, like okay, I guess I better cut out kings. Guess I better <laughs> guess I better cut out sweets. Like it's not just super easy. You're like gotta go to the gym today. Gotta like it's all a process that you just have to trust, but also be grateful for that. Right. So it's like grace and gratitude, like and patience. Top three, you have to. <laughs> yeah. You have to have all of those things. So, do you want to share your social media on here? Question mark for the eight people that tune in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm on Facebook, just Jewel Love. Um, I'm not really like active on yeah. Instagram or Twitter like that. But Sometimes it's weird. I'm more so. I'm the most active on Facebook. So cool. You can follow me there. Are there any final tidbits? Because we're about, at, I think, at an hour, so. Um, yeah. No, not really. There's well, there's a lot. We could talk for hours. Honestly. I know. I know. We're going to keep talking after this, but sorry, y'all. I'll get done with kids to listen. Um, um, I guess not. Just, again, everyone just be kind and graceful to yourself and try to find some type of routine for you. So whether that be a morning run or a morning walk, or even just a dance party in the morning. Mm-hmm. Find a routine for yourself and, you know, nurture and water your inner self, your inner child. Be graceful and kind and try to just be present with the moment, you know. And check out Yoga with Adrian. She's the best. <laughs> I love her. Plug. Yeah, no, I second that one. For someone that doesn't do a lot of yoga, but I love Yoga with Adrian. I I've love done it. yoga. So Cool. And then if you liked this conversation or have any questions or whatever, um, feel free to comment on my post and or email me or whatever. I don't even know what this is linked to, honestly. So (laughs) maybe you won't be able to say anything, but send it out to the universe and maybe we'll talk about it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you found something in this podcast that was inspiring or uplifting. If you think that you know somebody that would benefit from listening to the last episode, please share it with them and let them know that they are not alone in this crazy, beautiful life that we live. Have a great day.